Welcome to Horror Originals Podcast. I am Mansi and I am your storyteller. You are listening to season 1 Behind the Wheel. Today's story is 60 degrees. She woke up and got ready at 7 in the morning, preparing herself for another hard day at work. She enjoyed it. You could tell by the spring in her gait and confidence on her face. Her spine upright and her shoulders square. No loose angles. She walked into a swanky office of Central Bureau of Investigation in Mumbai. There is a hint of arrogance so common in young achievers gleaming in their eyes. Some people, usually her colleagues and juniors, would mistake it for a magical brilliance she seemed to possess. The older ones thought it was the brimming youth. Only few could see it was her will to bend things in her way towards the shortest distance to the top. She was one of the best detectives in the organization. That day, her gleaming eyes sparkled when she got a call while waiting for the coffee machine to pour the black concoction. Really? I'm coming right away. This is our case now. She commanded her assistant Sid and gulped down the black liquid. It was time for action. She went out as quickly as she had come in, driving as fast as she could towards a secluded area beyond Gorigaon in Mumbai suburbs. After some 30 kilometers of drive beyond Are Colony, infamous for hauntings, she reached the society gate. She flashed an ID card at the security guard's face and drove inside. "Chas, the police cannot make heads or tails of this case," told Sid, her assistant, who had planted himself on the 5th floor of the building since he got the call about a weird murder. "The man and his wife, Jesus, you need to see it to believe it," he said, rubbing his arms. "What the fuck?" Detective Jasmine Pais called Jas by the whole department grunted. She scoffed on such expressions of weakness. A murder was a murder, an act of uncontrollable violence. There was nothing weird about it, only wrong. She slipped her hands into white latex gloves and went inside the house. Her senses sharp and her mind absorbing it all, she took in the scene into her photographic memory. Everything she saw, smelled, heard, touched, Every bit of the visible surfaces was registered vividly in her mind. The photographs on the wall of the drawing room were knocked crooked. Wooden surfaces toppled in an angle with the floor. TV, fridge, microwave and kitchen appliances were all as if blown by a strong wind against the walls. Even the AC frames in the house were crooked at an angle. as if someone had knowingly made holes in wooden planks that held them upright what the she couldn't help but exclaim her brows that were creased after looking at the bent and broken things in the house rose up in shock and puzzle when she saw the two dead bodies of the husband and the wife they were stiff like wood on their knees on the carpeted floor of their bedroom and they were both bent sideways to their left blood trickled down their mouths gaping at something or probably screaming in pain 
Their eyes were open and wide in shock. She could can't go with her experience, and they were clouded by now. The streaks of tears on their cheeks made the skin of her back creep. It was torture they had witnessed before they died. See what I mean? Asked Sid in a shaky voice. How the fuck did they die? Was it extreme yoga of sorts, some kind of a challenge or a game? She moved closer and examined the bodies. Their still eyes were looking at something beyond the glass of their balcony, bent sideways as if playing peekaboo. She looked at the sliding glass door of the balcony. There was nothing but scant greenery and blue skies outside. Their spines are broken from the neck and waist, snapped as if someone pressured the two in that angle. That weird angle, said a forensic guy. How can that be from their side? Wouldn't they crumble and fall, struggle or fight back with their backs against the floor? As in if this is where they were attacked, I mean, how can they possibly be in this situation or in this position at all? Another strange thing is that both of them died in the exact same way. The forensics guy rubbed his chin, ignoring the question that drew him crazy as well. Both the spines are snapped at the same points. They died at the same time as well. It doesn't look like they were moved or positioned as they are. Not a fingerprint or a cell of evidence anywhere. CCTV shows no one going in or out. A scientifically impossible phenomena is what it is, Sid concluded. Unless we find a logical explanation. Get on it, boys. I want every detail, however small and inconsequential it looks to you. Report to me. The men nodded. The days that followed were rainy, muddy and sticky in all ways possible. It was the weather of the coastal city as well as the scene at CBI. In the next two weeks, the strange murder case had traveled across the airwaves to each house in the country. No one had any clue. Jazz worked day in and day out questioning people, relatives and colleagues, everyone who ever touched the couple in their lives. They seemed to have been happy, loved by everyone, including their bosses and colleagues, and had no stains of any sort in their entire lives. Straight A students throughout, working in a reputed organization and earning well. They had even planned an outing for their second marriage anniversary. So they met each other in Nagar near Manali, got married in Nagar as well and they had been in Nagar just one month back. And they were planning to go towards east I guess for a Himalayan trek while crossing Nagar on their way. It's a drab town with just a few sites of interest for tourists. Jazz stifled a yawn as her assistant repeated all the details for a hundredth time in two weeks. They were going round and round in circles, never finding a single point that they could hook onto and propel themselves to a lead. Jazz was on the verge of pulling her hair out for the first time in her career. She had solved 48 homicides, boasting of a 100% success rate. This case seemed to be a stopper to her half-century. Her phone rang. It was 2 a.m. What? She snapped out of her sleepiness and stood up, scooping her jacket off her revolving chair's back support. Sid, get off your ass. We have another murder. The crime scene was a villa. 
The site of the beautiful hall of the villa, just five kilometers away from the scene two weeks ago, was as weird as the first one. The costly artwork, portraits, display shelves were all crooked on the wall, as if someone had knocked them off on one side. The appliances, even the car outside the villa, was blown against the walls at similar angles. The lights, lamps, bulbs, and everything else attached to the wallpapered walls was askew. Jazz shook her head, as if denying the reality in front of her eyes. She went up the stairs silently, absorbing each detail, Sid at her heels. The man of the house, a 50-something old celebrity, was laying on a half-broken coffee table in his grand bedroom, his eyes cloudy and mouth agape in horror. Blood trickled down his mouth and tears streaked his face as he lay sideways on the table. Two legs of the table were broken and they formed an angle with the floor. Sid gasped, looking at the fat man with clouded eyes. Similar MO, the furniture, objects and the bodies. Jazz thought out loud, everything is at an angle. To be more specific, the forensic sky emerged from a corner he was inspecting. Everything you see out of place is making 60 degrees to the floor. Jazz and Sid stared at him. Now they knew why things looked so symmetrical, so similar in the way they had fallen, regardless of their shapes and sizes. Even the knife you see in his heart was struck at 60 degrees, continued the expert. The man is lying on a table that was broken and adjusted to make 60 degrees with the floor. The couple in the apartment, I can now see certainly, were in that position as they made 60 degrees measured from the floor. Am I thinking what you are thinking? Jazz raised her brows. We have a serial murderer with an obsession of 60 degrees on her hand. Most likely, yes. Silence fell in the room. It was as strange in the words as it was in appearance. An M.O. where a psychopath, no doubt, wanted his artwork at 60 degrees angle. The CBI unit dived right in with the questioning once again, trying to get something. No one in CCTV, no one even knew he was visiting his farmhouse. A jolly old art director with nothing to be bitter about in life. Why was he murdered? Well, he was a straight-A artist. Does that sound familiar? Jazz paced in her office, hands clasping her waist as she thought and looked at Sid. So he has a type. Successful people who have never really failed at anything. Accomplished and loved by all. How sick. Sid noted the point down under the victim type column on a whiteboard and looked at her. Her phone rang and she spoke for about two minutes. Her face was lit up and her eyes were sparkly by the end of the call. Sid, another point has come up. They checked his Facebook page and found out that he was in Nagar last month. His check-in places him in the exact same tourist spot as the couple. Are we going to check it out then? Sid's heart shot up in excitement. It was a lead. Most certainly we are. Listen to the part 2 of 60 Degrees tomorrow, where Jazz will finally meet the killer. Thanks for listening to my story all the way. 
If you want to hear more spine-chilling stories, follow Horror Originals. Do share and leave your thoughts in the comments. A small note on the copyright for the background music used. Please do not add this audio content to the YouTube content ID system. I have used background music owned by Fasilian Studios. Tune back in next week. I'll see you then.